I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. A lot of men feel like their only value is based on their performance. Their performance in life, their job, as a provider, as a partner, as a son, right? If I'm doing nothing, you know, what value am I? If you can be loved for being a hot mess, that's fucking powerful. I love that. If you can be loved for being a hot mess, that's fucking powerful. It is. That is Matt Zerker, the founder of Tether, which is a online men's platform where men can connect with other men and hold space and develop and grow together. And while we talk a little bit about the app later in the episode, this podcast is really dedicated to the understanding and the awareness that men need other men. As a man, I happen to have an opinion on this. When you look back at our ancestors, the men that preceded us, they developed strong bonds through collaboration, through coordination, through support. And because of the sort of disentanglement of in-person connection, uh, we're lacking that really in a deep, deep way. You know, if you are a man, this episode is going to be really heartfelt for you. I think you're going to, you're going to really resonate with it. If you have a man in your life, you may want to consider sending this to them or sharing this episode because when it comes to our personal development, our optimal performance, we need to look to friends and sometimes strangers to help us grow into the people that we want to be. Of course, I'm a life coach and a lot of my clients are men and a lot of these guys who are really independent, really effective people sometimes really lack the connection with another man. They don't feel like they can be heard or they can be seen or they can be supported. So what better place to do that in a dedicated platform like Tether, that's T-E-T-H-R, where you can actually connect and be heard and be seen and share what you're going through. Of course, around a fire is better, but not all of us have fire pits. Not all of us are going to be traveling out of town to do, you know, immersive uh, week or weekend uh, workshops with other men. I think that this could be a really powerful tool for a lot of men who feel a little bit alone, a little bit isolated and um, miserable or lonely. So I hope that you get a ton of value out of this episode. And it, like I said before, if, if you're a man, this is for you. If you know a man, this is for him. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you. As always, uh, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, the OPP is a weekly one-hour podcast dedicated to optimal performance. That's it. And that looks a lot of different ways. And sometimes optimal performance is leaning into your mess a little bit. Uh, as always, you can find more information about me at seanmccormick.com. Uh, if you're interested in learning what I do as a coach, please hit me up. Send me a DM on Instagram uh, at real Sean McCormick. Send me an email, sean at seanmccormick.com. I'm here. I'm really accessible. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I bring to you Matt Zerker. Welcome, everyone, to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level, plus cutting-edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. And we're here with Matt Zerker, who is the founder and CEO of Tether. Matt, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Sean, thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, explain to me the origin story. Uh, why why did you decide uh, to launch to launch this company? What, what was really the sort of like uh, genesis moment for you? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to talk about that. And I mean, it was really. I mean, it, it, you, you look back and it's a, it, it kind of all the dots collect, you know, connect very, uh, very seamlessly in, in your own mind. But like if you're, you know, if you were there like in that moment and, you know, uh, experiencing these things, like you, you really had no idea of what was going to be building from the things that were happening. And so, uh, you know, if I go back, uh, you know, I actually came from the hedge fund world. So uh, I was a portfolio manager at a, at a quantitative hedge fund here based out of Toronto. Uh, helped grow the firm from uh, $0 in assets to $350 million in AUM over a, a period of a couple of years, um, and, and really loved the process of, of building a business. Uh, but then there was something sort of like, you know, I guess within me that 
um, you know, there, there was kind of like this low level depression that was starting to develop for me specifically. Um, and, and I couldn't really put my finger on it, but uh, I just, you know, I loved the people that I was working with. I loved the process of building the business. And, and there was just something that like, you know, was in my gut that just wasn't quite right. And, you know, I started checking out a little bit. Uh, my focus started to wander at work. Um, and and I, I just kind of wasn't myself after, you know, a period of a couple of years. And I'd really put uh, a lot of energy into the firm. I, you know, I'd, you know, gotten the CFA, uh, which is like a, a very difficult get designation to get. So I was kind of really all in on this whole idea of being like a finance guy uh, at that point in my life. Uh, and then, you know, this low level depression just starts to like creep in, creep in, creep in. Um, and then what I, I think the real sort of turning point for me or what was the real turning point for me that uh, really shifted my, my life onto a different path was in 2018, uh, one of my best friends died very suddenly uh, from a pulmonary embolism. And, you know, at that moment, I, I, I definitely experienced this, this sort of collapse in my life, right? Like I, uh, it was kind of my, it was the first moment that I'd really experienced somebody dying too young. Uh, it really called into question, like everything that I was doing in my life, my habits, my, uh, my, um, you know, my intentions around what I wanted to do with my life, you know, the, 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 the mission that I had, like all of these things started to come into question. And then there was just like this, you know, tremendous grief that I was feeling, uh, having lost one of my closest friends uh, at a young, you know, at a, at a far too young age. Um, and, and that, I guess, you know, it, it really, it was the first time that I just sort of kind of like went, went off the cliff in a lot of ways. And, you know, depression really overtook me. Uh, you know, I, I developed a tremendous amount of anxiety, like existential dread, all of those types of things. I started questioning, like the nature of life, and what is this all about. So it really threw me into like, kind of the depths of, uh, of a mental health crisis. And, and I, I ended up going on, on, on uh, mental health leave from work, uh, and, and, and proceeded to sort of throw myself into basically everything that I could uh, to help me get back or to help me, you know, heal in some way, shape or form. And so I was doing therapy, uh, I was, you know, on medication, I was trying other treatments, uh, basically doing everything that I possibly could at that point in my life to to get myself back to, you know, the person that I was before that. And, and it wasn't really until uh, a friend of mine actually invited me to join a men's group here in Toronto, that uh, things actually started to shift. And like, by that point in my life, uh, I had tried so many things that I was kind of like, well, you know what, sure, like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Like nothing really seems to be like everything was kind of like working a little bit, but it, it mm -hmm. nothing was really giving me that like kind of monumental shift that that giant leap forward. And it was kind of in that first meeting that I went to with these guys that I, I sat in a men's group with. Um, and in that meeting, um, it was really the first time in my life that uh, I felt safe expressing struggle as a man. And, mm. and it was the first time that I felt like I could really go into just, you know, how much of a hot mess I felt like I was at that point in my life. And, and, and it was, it was different than having talked to a therapist. It was different than having talked to my family. It was different than having talked to my friends. Um, there was this container that was created around it. And there was uh, an ability that these men had to, I guess, simply hold space for what I was going through um, and, and really, you know, remain open and, and remain receptive to what I was, what I was giving them, right? Which was, at that time, it was a lot. It was like, mm -hmm. you know, really intense energy. It was like, you know, super, you know, uh, just it, it, like, again, I just, I was just a hot mess at that point. I mean, there's really no, there's no other way to put it. And it was the first time that I, I felt like held in some way, like, you know, I mean, I guess you could call it like held spiritually, but like my, my nervous system, my body was able to actually relax. Uh, and I was able to like feel even for just like kind of a moment that things were going to kind of be okay. And, and what I realized very much later was like, that was me recognizing that there were other men who were wanting to and and capable of connecting me with me on on a level and in a way that most other people in my life at that point hadn't been able to hmm. uh, and they were able to hold space for me and they were able to let me be fully the hot mess that I was at that point in my life uh, without any judgment and and they were able to like treat me with love and care and understanding and uh, I left that first meeting and there, there was definitely a shift in me uh, I, I didn't like 
nothing changed overnight. It wasn't like that was the moment. Like I was kind of good from there, but I kept going back to that group. I kept showing up, uh, you know, exactly as I was. Uh, they kept, you know, holding me. Uh, they kept, you know, uh, uh, supporting me. And, and, and that kind of went on for a, a number of months. And then in April 2019, I ended up going on this men's retreat down in the US. And I had this like really massive experience, like just like complete opening, you know, uh, it feels like the doors get blasted off. It, it was like really this moment where I think for the first time I felt what I could feel like living life. Like I could feel, you know, what it would be like to actually live openly, you know, in, in, in like a real way, like open-hearted, receptive, like connected to other people in a way that like I kind of always wanted to. And um, I think, you know, one of the threads from my, my childhood, especially uh, growing up, you know, with like, you know, bullying issues when I was a kid um, and, and, and some other stuff, uh, you know, I, I always kind of felt alone. And I always kind of felt like I didn't really belong. I didn't fit in, you know, I wasn't quite like lovable enough, uh, mm -hmm. as I was and, and that those experiences kind of collapsed that idea. And, and I've been working through that ever since to a place where, you know, I think I feel like I'm much more lovable than, uh, you know, I've ever been in my entire life. And, and of course, that's the thing that I'm looking for from myself, right? The, yeah. the thing that we're looking for from other people is really the thing that we're looking for from ourselves. And so that was really the beginning of that journey. And it's been a completely rocky road. But anyways, I leave that that retreat, uh, I go back to Toronto, I quit my job two days later, like I, I came back sit in my seat at the at the desk, I'm like, this isn't going to work for me anymore. <laughs> uh, I quit my job two days later. And and like five months later, Tether had been born. Hmm. Um, and through like a number of just circumstances that I could never have planned fateful meetings, all of these types of things, I could go and give you like a, you know, a blow by blow, but it's kind of unnecessary. Um, but that was what came out of it was this desire uh, to bring some good into the world. And um, I, I think, you know, we kind of get, you know, stuck in this in this narrative arc of, you know, where it's going to go from from here, right? And like what this story is going to look like and how it's all going to play out. And, and I think the the big thing that I've learned through this process is that, you know, win, lose or fail, right? Like, you know, there is something inherently good about wanting to build things that are having a positive impact on human beings, right? Yeah. Uh, that in some way is like, in, in maybe just even like some small form is alleviating human suffering, even for a couple of months. I think there's tremendous good uh, and even just being able to hold space for another person on a call, like those little micro moments. And so we've been able to do that now with, you know, over 10,000 men, we've, we've had over 10,000 men come onto the platform. Um, and I think that, you know, the legacy of Tether or the, the, the legacy that we're building with Tether is very much that, you know, men do want to have these types of relationships with each other. They want to be in deep connection. They, they want to really be able to feel each other and to, to build relationships that are based on honesty, vulnerability, um, you know, reciprocal support, all of these really, really good things. And, and I think what we've learned most is that they just need permission to be able to do that. Hmm. And that first men's group was the thing that kind of gave me that permission, that permission to actually be a fully feeling man uh, and for that to be okay. And what's super interesting, and I'll, I'll stop after this point in the story, because <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely the type of person who can keep talking, but you know, what you know, what, what I, what I think was like, you know, super interesting is like, I've really started to track, you know, my own personal development, my own healing uh, alongside all of this. Right. And uh, it's so interesting to see how the evolution of the business has really, you know, paralleled with my own evolution through this process. And, you know, the, the more love that I've felt for myself, the more love that I've been able to put into the business, um, you know, the more capacity that I felt, the more capacity I've been able to put into the business. And then there's also times where, you know, because of <clears throat> whether it's my own work or something that's going on in my life, uh, you know, I, I've started to notice that like that diminishes and what I can give diminishes. So there's been this really interesting relationship that I've developed with myself, with the business as both a similar entity and these two separate entities hmm. uh, at the same time. Uh, but I think the the biggest thing that I've learned from this is like men really just need 
more spaces where they can connect with other men in real ways. They can, they can say, you know what, I'm not doing okay today. And the other men in that community have a genuine desire to step up uh, and offer support, or at least just be a listening ear. Like the, the one thing that I would say to any man right now is like, you don't need to have the answers. You don't need to be able to fix someone else's problem. Hmm. Really what anyone is asking for in any given moment. I don't think this applies to just men. I think this applies to anyone. I think really what we are looking for is for somebody to just simply witness us. Yeah. And to witness this in a way that is like non-judgmental and loving. So like, if I can sit here with you and you can tell me something that's particularly vulnerable to you, right? Or, or something about yourself that you feel like, you know, oh, if I said this, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't possibly like me. He couldn't possibly love me, right? If I can sit here and be open to that and just hold space for that, I think that's really what all human beings are looking for. But like specifically men at this moment where they don't feel like they, they, they can be vulnerable and be accepted as men, right? I think that's what's, you know, really, you know, what I've really learned is that, you know, most men just really want to be seen, felt, heard, um, and, and in a non-judgmental and open way. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Met Naturals. I've tried literally dozens of different kinds of CBD products, and the Met Naturals products are by far the most effective that I've ever tried. And now they fall into the category of the few products that I take every single day. The Met Naturals products blow every other CBD product out of the water. Their CBD soft gels alone have totally changed the lives of many, many of their customers. But it's not just for sleep. There's also creams for muscle pains. There's a facial serum. There's even bacon-flavored pet CBD that you can use for your aging animals. And here's the good part. They're already very affordable when it comes to CBD products. They got the formula correct and they pass that value on to their customers. They are still going to offer a 10% discount if you go to metnaturals.com and use the code OPP. You'll get 10% off and free shipping. I'm telling you, if you are looking or curious about a CBD product to help sleep, to help pain, to help relaxation, this is where you should go. Again, go to metnaturals, that's M-E-T-T, naturals.com and use the code OPP. I want to talk a little bit about how you bridge the gap from, you know, a powerful in-person retreat that transformed your life and how that translated over to a digital platform, because I feel like that's a pretty big chasm to jump. Mm -hmm. um, so I do want to go into that a little bit, but I want to, I want to note, you know, I can't help when we're talking about this sort of content, we're talking about peer support. We're talking about helping each other, being seen, being open and honest, containers and space, you know, as, as a life coach, uh, as a, as a, as a man who's held, um, men's circles and hosted them and, and facilitated conversations like this, just the language that you're using is so refreshing talking about being lovable, you know, to, to have, to have a couple of guys on a podcast, talk about what it means to be lovable and vulnerable. Um, even, even that at its fundamental core to hear you talk like that is like, Oh, well, that's a little different. That's not typically what, you know, what we cover on this podcast. And it's typically not what you hear um, adult men talking about. So mm -hmm. the language that you're using, um, I think is conducive to pulling people in sort of taking off all of your body armor to be, yeah. you know, to be seen and to invite uh, collaboration um, from one man to another, from a group of men to another. And so, uh, I just wanted to note that language, you know, uh, because it's powerful and meaningful. Um, so, so how do you get from this, this powerful in-person experience that made you want to go home and quit your job? Uh, mm -hmm. how, how did you bridge that chasm from, from something which seems to be a little bit uh, obviously different and there's an in-person experience where, yeah. You can fall apart. You can, you're, you're, I don't know if it involved fire or trust falls or, you know, <laughs> uh, drumming or whatever, but yeah. to go from that to, to a digital platform, um, how, how was it that you were thinking uh, when you were designing uh, Tether uh, that, that you could capture some of that same essence of that in-person experience? 
Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. And to go back a little, just even a little bit into, you know, the lovability piece, right? I think uh, I, I can't quite let that go because you, you did mention the fact that you don't have these conversations. And so I feel compelled uh, to jump on that a little bit, right? And, and I think that's because, you know, for a lot of men, and, and you know, this is like, I, I'm, I'm sort of editorializing based on my experience and the conversations that I've had with a lot of men. But I think a lot of men feel like their only value is based on their performance, right? Um, their performance in life, you know, their, their job, uh, you know, their, 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 you know, their performance as a, as a provider, as a partner, um, as a, as a, as a son. Right. Um, and, and I, you know, from a lot of the conversations, and this is something like that I've had a lot of trouble is like, if I'm doing nothing, you know, what value am I, right? Like, I always have to be doing something. Like, I find that when I slow down and stop, my mind is like, okay, well, what's the next thing? What's the next thing, right? And, and that is, that precise moment is the barrier between I'm okay as I am, just as a being that is existing right now in this space, <laughs> right? Um, as opposed to somebody who needs to pick up the tool and go and, and do something, right? Yeah. And so a lot of, like, for me, it's like, and, and this is something I'm still grappling with, right? It's like, if I'm not like, if, if, I'm, if I'm not successful, if I'm not making a certain amount of money, if I'm not, you know, uh, if, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, what's my inherent value? And, and I think that that's, that's the linchpin for a lot of men. It's that my value and my, and, and value is really just unlovable, right? Like if I'm valuable, I'm lovable, right? And, and, and I think that's the, the thing that not a lot of people talk about, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, people call it self-worth, people call it, you know, self-esteem and all of that kind of stuff. But really, I think, you know, as humans, we all just want to give love and be loved in mm. return, right? And so for a lot of men, they only think that they can receive love or get, you know, attention or approval or validation from other people if they give something in in exchange, right? Or if they do something, or if they perform in some way, shape, or form, and that's been socialized into us for a number of years. Um, and so I think that's kind of the big message is like, for me, when I realized that, you know, I was directly correlating my lovability and my inherent worth as a human being with my level of performance, that actually punched me in the face, hmm. right? Because then I was like, oh, shit, well, like, you know, but but like, this is like, this is all I know, what do I do? And like, there was kind of this like almost meltdown moment um, where I, I really had to sort of be with myself and be like, okay, well, like what, if, like, what, what if, what if I don't perform? What if I don't do it well? What if I don't make it work? All of those kinds of things. Am I still lovable? Am I still okay? Um, and I think that that was a really interesting unlock for me in my journey when uh, I could sort of be like, you know what, like, I'm doing the best that I can, the best that I fucking can right now. And that is enough, hmm. right? Win, lose or fail, you know, that is enough, right? And, and I think that that so many men like could benefit from like a very, very simple sentence. And, and that's just telling yourself when you're starting to feel the chest tighten, the weight on the shoulders, all of those pieces, right, where you're just like, I can't, I can't, I can't manage this anymore, right? That closing in experience is like, if this doesn't work, like, I feel like I'm going to be non-existent, like, because mm -hmm. I have no value. So like, why would I even be here? And in those moments, I think it's really helpful. And I've started doing this with myself more and more and more is being able to say, I'm enough. Hmm. I'm enough. I'm lovable. And like, and, and I even like, you know, one of uh, somebody who like, I, you know, I, I, I've, I've learned, you know, a little bit from recently and that I started developing a relationship with is like, what would your body feel like if you were enough? Right? What would you what pose would you take if you were enough? Mm -hmm. Like, How would you feel? What would your would your chest open? Would your heart open? Would your 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 nervous system calm down if you were enough? And And, and just like, you know, actually getting into that and like embodying it and closing your eyes and being like, what does it feel like in my body to feel like I'm enough? Hmm. And that's the thing is we actually have to feed that into the nervous system. Hmm. We need to give it that feeling of like, right, I'm okay. Hmm. Right. And we need to give that to it often to rewire and reprogram all of this bullshit that we've been fed, which is that, you know, my, 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 my lovability, my worth as a human being is directly related to how much I perform. So mm -hmm. I'm going to that I'm going to bookend that because yeah. I couldn't leave that one alone. Yeah, nice. But, like, 
transitioning to what you were asking about in terms of the bridge between an in-person retreat um, and, uh, and building an app, right? And to be honest, when I started the journey, I had no fucking idea what I was doing, right? No idea, right? Like I just, there was this thing inside me that was like, this is what I have to do. And, and I didn't even think that it's like, and I'm going to figure it out, right? The whole, like the whole journey was like, in a lot of ways, it was beautiful and it was torture, right? Because it was like every day waking up and being like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next step is. What do I do? What do I do? Like, you know, uh, like, you know, desperately trying to find people who actually knew what they were doing to help me out along the journey and sort of like piece by piece, I started to fit it together. And, and what I thought was, and the reason why I wanted to go to like the digital community piece of it was for most men going to a men's retreat um, and actually like sitting, you know, with another man in front of you, like in an AB line where your noses are this far apart and you're breathing <laughs> into each other's faces and you're trying to feel into that other man's body, which is like, this is the work that we're doing, right? For most guys, that would be like, nah, man, I'm going the other way. Like, that's like, that's not, that's not what I'm into. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not here for that. And, and I thought that there needed to be some kind of a bridge between that type of deep men's work, which... I honestly feel like I got tricked into doing like if, if I knew that that was what we were <laughs> doing, I definitely would not have gone on that first retreat. Like I, I knew, I knew, like, I, I didn't know enough that I actually went and, and I had an experience where I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up and try this again tomorrow. And, and I totally credit the guys that I met on that retreat, the facilitators, um, everybody that was involved with that. Uh, I totally credit them with creating a container and a space where I felt safe to be as uncomfortable as I was and get as much as I did from it. Mm -hmm. But for most men, I was like, most guys aren't going to do this. Like I was looking around at my friend group and it's like, if they knew I was here doing this, they would be like, what happened to you? Like, are you okay? <laughs> like, this would have been their, are you okay? moment, <laughs> Right. And, and, and what I realized was like, it, it needed to be like a lower, a, like a lower bar, right. It needed to be a bar that most men could actually just trip over. Right. And, and so that was kind of the insight was that, you know, for a lot of men therapy, right. Is like this invalidation of them as a man, because if I'm getting help, then obviously I can't, deal with the thing myself and so like I'm inherently less of a man and we get that programmed into us with tv movies you know especially archetypal heroes where the the, the hero goes on the journey he overcomes the obstacle he slays the dragon uh, and you know and he meets the princess right and all of that is done you know through sheer force of will and he never has to ask for for any help but you know everybody forgets about what Yoda does along the way <laughs> right and that was like the the actual unlock for Luke Skywalker right but we think that if like, if we have to reach out, if we have to ask for help, if we have to get guidance, then in some way, shape or form, you know, we're inherently failing as a man. And, and so I wanted to normalize that. I wanted to normalize that you could take a very small step by just, you know, almost raising your hand and saying like, hey, I'm just new to this community, I'm dealing with like a little bit of anxiety. And I, I just wanted to reach out and say that. Or even just, I'm going to scroll through and just see that there are other men that may be going through some of the stuff that I'm going through, hmm. right? And, and, and like, even that little micro step of just like downloading the app, setting up a profile and just seeing that there are other men out there going through similar circumstances, you know, I felt like that was the, that was the wedge, that was the first stepping stone that a lot of men needed in order to begin the journey. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to tie a bridge between taking that very small first step into all of the other stuff that you can do uh, as a man to heal. And, and this is not just retreats. It's not just coaching. It's not just therapy. It's meditation. It's yoga. It's breath work. Uh, it's hot, cold, right? They're like, there's so many things that we can do to train and tone our nervous system and, and actually work the trauma out of our bodies where mm -hmm. the vast majority of this crap is actually stored uh, and where the majority of my work is to this day. Like uh, for most for the most part, my work today is on my physical body because that's where the remnants of childhood bullying is. I, I still wake up in the morning and my body thinks that I'm going to school, right? And that mm -hmm. I'm not safe. I wake up in the morning, my chest is tight. I don't want to get out of bed. And, 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 and I, I just, like, I had this insight, like just a little while ago, it's like, my body still thinks that I'm going to school, 
hmm. to get bullied, to get beaten up, to to get, you know, teased, right? That's crazy. It's like, it's still stored in there. And so it's like, how do we get men to the point where they can do all of the things that they need in order to like actually cross that chasm? And then, you know, I think, you know, eventually the goal is for them to find themselves, right? And to be wow. able to actually develop that really powerful, beautiful relationship that we can develop with ourselves, where we can learn to self-soothe, where we can build connected relationships with others. Um, and, and we can sort of like, you know, I guess, come out of the matrix a little bit and, and realize that, you know, it's not about our performance. It's, it's really about our relationships with ourselves. And it's about our relationships with other people. This episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. This stuff is a game changer. You see, you might be dialed in with sleep and nutrition and stress management and exercise, but all of that hard work might be undermined by underperforming hormone levels. And there is a non-synthetic way to boost your natural growth hormone. This is an incredible product that I absolutely love. And you can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. If you're a male, especially over the age of 35, there's a really good chance that you're not creating enough growth hormone to support all of those other good lifestyle behaviors. And what BioPro Plus is, is a non-synthetic formula that you take in a sublingual little vial underneath the tongue once in the morning. And if you get the Cortisleep product, you take it at night. And what it does is, well, for me, it's supercharged my attitude. It's helped my mood. It's helped me put on lots of lean muscle mass. It's helped my libido. And it's also improved my ability to focus and have energy throughout the day so I can do all the fun things that I love to do. BioPro Plus is a unique product that includes deer antler velvet and amino acids and growth factors. You got to check it out. Again, go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. This product is a game changer. Believe me. The idea that there is all this work that we, that we can do um, with the support of other men that's really sort of encoded in our evolutionary, you know, timelines, right? Like we would go hunt with other men. We'd sit around the fire with other men. We'd spend most of the day um, hunting, you know, defending, you know, um, talking shit and flicking rocks <laughs> at each other and, and being around other men. And, and, you know, the, the, um, uh, the research supports that testosterone increases when you have the support of other men, when you're in the presence of other men, mm. there's all these indicators that like, it's this fundamental thing. And it's been, uh, it's, it's been underutilized and undernourished in so many of us. And, you know, I think it was the, uh, 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 through quote where he talks about most men live a life of, um, silent desperation. Most men live a life of, of quiet desperation and, mm -hmm. and it's compounded now by the isolation of a pandemic where we're supposed to stay in our house or supposed to, to be away from, uh, to, to be away from others. Um, you know, even the, the sort of workplace dynamic of, of having a buddy at work and going and seeing them, yeah, in an office or, or in, a, in a group setting like that, that's sort of being stripped away. Well, it, it begs the question for me, um, you know, based on your experience in these 10,000 men uh, and the way that the, that the platform, that the app continues to evolve, like what are men going through? Like what are some of the key topics and issues that men are facing collectively that you can kind of um, share with us now? Yeah, I, and and in your the your 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 point in the and the thorough the throw quote uh, is very well placed, and it is that silent desperation because there is such a a craving and a wanting for depth for real emotional connection with other men, right? And and all of the all of the 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 examples that you gave of how you know historically we spent so much time with other men in these like not only like dangerous circumstances but like also highly intimate circumstances mm -hmm. right like if you're going out to hunt someone with someone there is a deep level of trust that needs to be developed there mm -hmm. right where it's like you've got each other and like he's got to know that you've got him and you've got to know that he's got you and you've got to know that you trust each other. Right. And, and, and the way that you can develop trust with someone is actually through eye contact and like feeling into that other person's body. 
right? Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's super powerful and like you know you know chanting and like all like all of these things like all of these like really ancient practices of like how we connect to spirit how we connect it to the earth how we connect it to each other right how we cultivated energy that was just you know present in our natural surroundings right connecting to that allowed us to i think achieve a certain level of rootedness right and 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 that rootedness was like the basis. It's like, I know that you're connected into the same thing that I'm connected into. And as a result, like, I know how I feel right now. And so I trust you, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, it was not only the, the relationship between the two men, but also their individual relationships with something else. And then also, you know, with the earth, with the, like all of those things combined were the basis on which they they had this relationships with e- with each other and it's like i think that's why it's super powerful for men to spend time together in nature right um yeah. <clears throat> where you are like very directly connected to that to that kind of energy and from the perspective of like what men, most men are dealing with right now i mean there's a high degree of anxiety there's a tremendous amount of isolation uh right now over i think it's over 50% of men over the age of 30 uh, say that they have less than two people that they can have a real conversation with, right? That's a pretty startling number. Um, and for a lot of men, especially heterosexual men, when they get into a relationship, they will take on the friends of the opposite sex female partner in a lot of cases. And a lot of their support network and the people that they were connected to f- tend to drop away. And so if that relationship then dissolves, they're left with very little social support structure in their lives. And, and that's just something that typically tends to happen. It doesn't always happen, but, you know, and, and of course I'm editorializing, but that's something that can really leave men feeling isolated, especially in the event of a relationship breakdown. So there's just like isolation, I would say is like kind of the number one big thing is like, I don't have any guys to talk to. And the guys that I do talk to, I don't feel like I can tell them what's really going on because they would think, that I'm less than if I actually told them how I really felt about myself or, Mm. or what was really going on with my life or how much of a failure I felt like I really was like, and, and that it's like being able to voice that and then having another guy being like, yeah, man, me too. Mm. And I love you. Mm -hmm. Like that's fucking, that's the shit, man. (laughs) Like that, 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 that fucking changes people's lives. Yeah. Right. That, that ends so much for a person, right. To be able to be like truly seen for being a fragile, hot mess of a human being. (laughs) And I love the term hot mess because it was like the perfect description of me when I started this work, right. Just like a complete hot mess. If you can be loved for being a hot mess, that's fucking powerful. Right. Yeah. And so and so it's that. Right. I think that's the biggest thing. That's kind of the core underlying thing is the and and nobody really says this. So it's like this is something that I think I've kind of tried to decode. But it's like I want to be seen and loved for exactly the person that I am and accepted for exactly the person that I am. And that's the thing like that when the mask can come off and you can be, you know, perfectly accepted, loved in that in that imperfect state that's where I think a lot of shifts can happen for a lot of men. And also, you know, a couple of other things, eating disorders among men, something that is really not talked about, mm-hmm. but and, and is and is I think more typically seen, especially by men is something that only women go through or, mm-hmm. you know, female identifying people go through. And, and that's not the case. There is a huge amount of, of male eating disorders, right? And, and it's all happening in the dark. So that that's a big one that's happening right now. Uh, two, um, the other one. So there's like eating disorders um, is a, is a big one. Like body dysmorphia is a huge one. Um, you know, uh, I think that you know there's there's a lot of men out there who are, you know, it's like it's like this anxiety and like it, it's like it's this it's this depression. But I think it really ropes uh, around this idea that you know they're they don't really know what their role is now right? They don't really know what it means to be a good man in the modern world anymore. They don't know what the new rules of the game are, right? They don't know what they're supposed to do. Like, you know, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to be, right? Like, you know, you have, uh, you know, 
you know the 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 old structures like of, of of gender roles in in the modern world have changed rapidly and and i believe absolutely 100 for the good especially over the last 60 years however for a lot of men what has happened as a result of that is now they're trying to figure out what's the new role for men in the modern world hmm. and also uh like you know you know, is it is it okay to be a man? Is it okay to be masculine? Um, you know, what's my job? Am I still supposed to be the provider? Am I not supposed to be? So I think there's a lot of just general confusion about what it means to be a man in the modern world. And I think that that's something that is evolving rapidly right now. Um, and technology has absolutely accelerated that. Um, but I think that's the biggest question is what does it mean to be a good man now? Hmm. Right? Like, how do I show up? How do I how do I show up as a man while still maintaining this feeling that I can tap into feeling and being masculine? And what does that mean? Like, how do I, how do I be good and feel masculine at the same time? And, and, and that's a, that's, it's a tricky thing right now uh, to be able to figure out. And I think we're all figuring it out collectively together. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You know, there's, there's, you know, just to even use the word masculine um, is sort of a, a triggering word for a lot of people because it's been, uh, it's, it's been objectified, it's been demonized a little bit. And, and something that I've seen just over the course of the last, you know, maybe five years in, in the work that I do is this really drastic pushback against that, that gray area, right, where you're your maybe the the roles of your home have shifted a little bit. Maybe you're a stay at home dad. Maybe you work part time. You know, what does it mean to be a man in the modern world? And and I've seen you know certain specific characters who have a lot of popularity online and giant YouTube channels that are saying that are like super alpha that are like trying to push back against um, mm. the 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 notion uh, this sort of uh, beta concept where now like, that's yeah. a bad thing and you can't be that you can, you know, be the, be the worst thing in the whole world to, to, to not be an alpha. And, and I think that's, I think that's a, that's a bad solution too, because it doesn't, doesn't honor the complexity of human nature. And so it's, it's concerning to me. And, and I, and what I'm gaining from, from hearing you talk is, is that it's, it's flexible, it's malleable. It can look a lot of different ways. There's lots of guys going through lots of different things and mm -hmm. who knows, you know, what someone uh, on this app might be able to uh, illuminate for you or just hold space for you and hear you. Um, but I'd like you for you to walk us through a little bit about how the app works. You know, the, the concept of, the, of, of these pods, like, you know, you've, you've explained, you, you go in, you set up a profile and you sort of browse the, the topics of, of concern that, that, that guys are going through. Uh, explain uh, how the pods work. Yeah, so uh, the pods program, it's facilitated by a master men's coach or, or a therapist. Um, and what we do is we, we, we have a cohort, right? So uh, there's a bigger group, but we, we end up breaking them down into what we call pods, right? So groups of five to six men. And, and what we do in every session, right, is we, we go through essentially what is like a life wheel exercise, right? So what is important for you this week, this month? And we usually like to put it into to four week chunks, right? Um, and, and we'll pick three areas of their life, right? So let's call it work, family and money, right, it is going to be my things for the next month. So things in these each of these buckets, what would those things be? Right. Uh, and, and those things may be, you know, for family, I'm going to call my mother three times, you know, three times a week. And so then day to day within their smaller group of five to six men, they're checking in. Uh, they're saying, you know, I did this. I didn't do this. This is where I fell down. This is where I'd like a little bit of support. Uh, you know, I've completely, you know, dropped the ball on this one thing and I feel really guilty and ashamed. Um, and so, you know, by by doing that and, and it, it's like, but what you need to be able to do in these programs is if somebody does fall down with something, you need to have a way to be able to either recycle that thing. So maybe it wasn't meaningful. Maybe that wasn't the thing that you were supposed to be doing in that area because it isn't something that's really calling you or you feel compelled to do. So we need to have a way to actually recycle that. And we need to also have a way for somebody to be able to say, I didn't do that. And then for the group to re- you know, I, I guess it's like, um, you know, uh, reinstate them back in and say, it's like, 
you didn't do that. We still care about you. We still want you here. Okay, what's what's going to be the thing that's actually meaningful for you? So you have to have the opportunity for them to say, I didn't do it. And then you have to have the opportunity for the group to basically love them back in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're, we're identifying areas of their life that are meaningful for them. And then the second thing that we're doing is... <clears throat> you know, we're, we're creating this accountability structure, but it's an accountability structure where it's not like this shame, like, you know, you're, you're, you're basically beating somebody if they didn't do what they say they were going to do. It's like, you need to actually have this way of reintegrating it. And so the, the programming stays very similar. And, you know, you know, we hope to put like different kind of programming, better, you know, programming, different tiers of programming going forward. But for right now, it's really about getting men into a room you know, once a week where they can be super intentional with their time, right? These are the things that are meaningful for me. These are the things that would make my life more meaningful and purposeful right now doing X, Y, and Z. Okay, great. Do you need any support around that? Yes, no, maybe, right? And so there's an education component that's done with the with the coach or the therapist. But really, it's about getting these guys into these groups, and then also giving them the tools and the space to be able to talk through why these things are meaningful for them, right? Why do you want to do this? Why is it it's like, well, because like, I've never really felt super connected to my family and I want to build that relationship with them. Why is that meaningful for you? Because I love my family, right? And giving them the opportunity to actually be able to do that, right? And, and so when you can drop guys in uh, and actually create a structure that, you know, we call it emotional fitness, right? Like this is, like, this is what people do who are super successful. They journal, they do gratitude lists, they, they set little goals from themselves, they identify areas of their life that are meaningful for them, they express how they feel to other people in a way that's healthy and, and you know, uh, and works. Um, but really, it's just about giving these guys permission to be able to do that. And then the structure around that process that works for them and so they can kind of continue doing it right so they're not going to fall off self-development and 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 you know self-growth is really really hard right like i don't know what the dropout rates for certain things are but like you know fitness diet all of these things are super hard because you're doing them for the most part alone and i think that's where community-based platforms like tether are, can be super powerful for self-development, for self-growth. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of people out there who are starting communities. They're doing Discord. Uh, they're doing, you know, Slack. They're doing Circle, right? Like they're creating an environment where people can get together because, you know, if there isn't a, like, if you don't have anyone to be accountable to by yourself, more than likely because you're a human being, you're going to fall down. And if you fall down, it very quickly devolves into like unhelpful shame uh, and like, you know, all of these things that, that don't actually push you forward on the journey. So I think for any program or any kind of self-growth, there needs to be some kind of a function where a person can say, I fucked up, I failed, but this is still meaningful for me. And I'd like to give it another shot and another shot and another shot. Because I think most people think it's like, if they don't do it the first time, they're like, well, I get, you know, I guess I'm not good enough, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it anyways. So making sure that that mechanism is there, because self-growth, self-development, it is not a linear journey, as I'm sure you know, and, and you know, I know that very, very well. There's a lot of falling on your face. There's a lot of stumbling. There's a lot of, you know, uh, you know uh, humiliation and, and things that you try that don't work right? But it's like, it's that commitment to yourself. And I think for so many people, especially for a lot of men who feel isolated, and and who don't feel that genuine sense of self love, and I'm talking from experience here, is that because I didn't feel that genuine self sense of self love, I didn't show up for myself. And so I needed other men around me to be able to say, no, 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 you're worthy of this. Keep going, keep going. Be like, okay, maybe I am worthy. Okay, I'll give it another shot. Because, you know, left to my own devices, I would have like crumbled into, you know, a ball of sort of self-pity and self-loathing. But there were other men there along my journey to say, no, you are worthy of this. You are lovable. We want you to succeed in what you're doing. You have something to give. And that's where it's like, I think it's so important to have this group dynamic. This episode is brought to you by the Spartan Race. 
you know, I have always admired the people that I've seen online, social media, who go out and do these sorts of obstacle course races because I've never done one. And so I'm doing one. And I invite you to come along with me. On August 13th and 14th, I will be at the Seattle Spartan Race. And I would love for you to meet me there. Uh, I've started my training already. And I'm really looking forward to pushing myself. You see, I hate running. Even though I was a college athlete, I hate running. And the idea of pushing myself to this level to do something hard with this massive reward of completion is something that I'm really excited to try. And Spartan has given me a bunch of free tickets to give away. All you've got to do is film a short video of yourself training for the Spartan race and then use hashtag Spartan training and that will get you a free ticket. You can tag me too at real Sean McCormick. Just post a picture or a video of yourself training for the Spartan race. Use hashtag Spartan training and you'll get a free ticket. It's super simple, super easy. I mean, you can't beat that offer. I would love to meet some of my local Pacific Northwest friends and listeners of this podcast. And I'm also getting my kids involved. So hopefully I will see you at the Spartan race in August. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I feel like, you know, for the, you know, group texts that you've been on since high school or college, you know, with, with your, uh, with your group of buddies, um, that's a sort of way to stay in contact, to mm. share information, to, to get support. You know, oftentimes it's, you know, stupid jokes and memes and, you know, shit talking and stuff like that, but that's like a doorway. And, and for some guys, that's about as, as much as they're ready to like commit to cultivating like support for themselves. Yeah. And, and as you were talking, I was thinking about it that, you know, if I think about all of the uh, group chats, the group texts that I'm on with with different groups of buddies, you know, it's it's fairly surfacey. Uh, mm -hmm. Occasionally, somebody will say, "Hey, you know, I really need some support," or um, but that it rarely happens. You know, it's mm -hmm. but but with with Tether, I would assume so. In that group of text message, there may be one or two other guys mm -hmm. in the in those groups who are who are looking for something that's a little bit more meaningful. They're still there sharing memes and pictures and stuff like that as a way to stay connected, but they would love to have like an, an actual meaningful conversation with people. Yeah. And, and other guys aren't there yet, right? They're either compartmentalizing, they're pushing it away, or they just have never thought the, the, the notion that they could actually be vulnerable within this, you know, trust tree of this group text. Mm -hmm. But I would assume that the same guys who are downloading Tether and setting up a profile, participating in this community are those guys that are not only ready to be supported, but also ready to support others. Yeah. And, and in that group of text message group text that, that you're in, there may be one or two guys that are like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be seen in a different way. And I'm also ready to support somebody if they need it. So it's like this, like they're, they're opting in with Tether. They're, they're really sort of, they're in that place already. Yeah. And they're sort of self-selecting to be part of something much more meaningful. Do you think that that's correct? I, I think that's true. And I think that the guys that are finding us are, are ready to go deeper. And, and also, I think that there's a responsibility that guys like you and I have to not like, I'm not going to say like bring the depth that you would have like in a men's retreat to you know, that group text thread, but like one example, right. Is I've got, I'm, I'm, you know, I I've got a trip plan, you know, with two buddies, right. Both of them I met while I was traveling in Asia, which I happened to do after I quit my job, but before I started Tether. So we met like a couple of years ago, right. And we all decided this is going to be the year we're going to like COVID's done. Let's get together. Let's go do something together. Okay. And, you know, I think like, so like, first of all, neither of these guys drink. So like, it's a bit of a different dynamic with, with these, with these boys already, but like, you know, both have drank in the past and just like, you know, now it's like exercise and meditation and like all this kind of stuff. So they're, they're already kind of like leaning into that realm, but they would definitely not be going to a men's retreat to stare into another guy's eyes for 30 minutes that they're not there yet. Right. Um, they're not at, you know, the, they're not at that level of weird with me yet. Um, 
But what I wanted to do in that trip was like, I wanted to bring some intentionality to it, right? And so we were hopping on a call, we were going to figure out some logistical things. And I said, you know what, guys, let's all bring three small intentions that we have for this trip, right? And what was what, what I thought was really, really nice about it was like, it's like, I, there was like this, this, this atmosphere of like, <clears throat> I want to make sure that everyone has a great time together and that this is a meaningful experience for all of us right okay cool so what would be what would make a meaningful experience right for all of us and i think that it's like you know we're all looking for like even when we're just going to like watch like the world series or like you know uh you know sunday football with it, with the guys or like going to a hockey game or something like that it's like we do want those moments to be meaningful because they are because we don't get a lot of them right and so I think it's really super important that, you know, guys, you know, it's like, and it doesn't have to be like a super deep thing. It doesn't have to be a sharing circle. It doesn't have to be like anything like major that's like super uncomfortable, but it's like, Hey man, what do you want to get out of this? Like, what do you want this night to be? Hmm. Right. How can we make it that right with just that little bit of intentionality. And I think what that does is it draws people's attention to the fact that what, what this is, is important. Right. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us is like, especially in those group, like that group text that you have is fucking important. Hmm. Right. It is yeah. like, yeah. otherwise, like you, none of you would do it if it hmm. wasn't important. You have better shit to do. Right. Like you, you could be surfing, you could be doing all of these other things, but you're on this text thread, sending memes to these jokers that you've known since high school. Right. Because it's important. Right. So like, yeah. even within that, like, how can you bring like a little bit more to that? Right. And, and, and it's like, it doesn't have to be these big things. And I think that's kind of the insight that, you know, I'll draw this back to Tether is like, it doesn't have to be a big thing, right? It can be as small as like, I'm not doing great. What's going on, right? But like genuinely wanting to know what's going on, right? Or even dropping into that group thread, like, listen, guys, like COVID was tough for all of us. Just want to let everyone know like, if anyone wants to chat about some shit that's coming up, I'm here for you. I love you, boys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even, even Everyone even, can get on board with that. Even something as small as just celebrating something. Something good happened in my life. I have something mm. that is I, I'm celebrating and I want to share this with you because you guys matter to me. Like, that. that's such a low barrier to yeah. entry to have some sort of meaningful connection for sure. Yeah. And like, what am I looking to get back? And it's like, boy, like, boys, I want to share this with you. This is meaningful. This is important to me. And I care about you guys. And I want you to know I did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, and see what happens yeah. or, you know, invite that out or like even better. It's like, if you know that one of your buddies did something fucking cool, right. It's like, guys, by the way, just want to celebrate, you know, Johnny over here for doing X, Y, Z. That's pretty awesome. Like, you know, can we give him? You know, mm -hmm. can we give them a couple of these, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I, I just like, I like the more and more I've gone down the road with Tether and stuff like that, the more I've realized that it's like, it's really those small little micro things yeah. that make a huge difference, right? Um, and it doesn't have to be a retreat. Uh, it doesn't have to be like, you know, some monumental thing. It can be like a collection of, of, of small things, right? And it's like, and this is especially important as I'm learning um, you know, when you're not feeling great and like the, the walls feel like they're kind of closing in on you, it's like, where can you shift and, you know, bring love and attention to somebody else in that moment, right? Yeah. Just text a buddy being like, Hey man, I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate you in my life. Yeah. Right? It doesn't, That's yeah. It. it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exactly the right thing, yeah. but just saying hope like, you're doing, hope I'm you're here. Doing well, man. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to check in with you. What's going on? Yeah. Just, you know, our friendship means something. I just want to see how you're doing. Yeah. Most guys, I think, would shock you at how much that would mean to them. Yeah, you know, for sure. Even the most like, and I hate the word alpha. It's like the most, you know, like, I, I think it's like a total, you know, a total compensation for fear and, and inferiority, right? I think what we're all really looking for is like embodied, mm. right? It's yeah. like, I'm good, right? Like, I'm, you don't have to be beta or alpha if you're embodied, right? Yeah. Those, those things don't really necessarily exist. You are just deeply in your body, your presence, your masculine, right? And it's the benevolent masculine. It's the good masculine. It's the nurturing, protecting, loving masculine. That exists, 
Yeah. Right. Like that is out there. And I think really that is the next, the next thing for most men to be able to figure out. It's like, how can I live with my heart completely wide open to everybody? Right. While also being super grounded in myself. Yeah, buddy. Right. And, and that's, that's the fucking edge for a lot of us. And that's my, like, I'm saying that like I'm, I'm, I'm depersonalizing this, but like, that's my edge right now is how can I love everything and everyone and still be like super grounded and rooted in myself? Like where I'm like, I don't have to prove anything. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, I needed to become, I needed to go on this founder CEO journey to realize that it's like, you know, that's, you know, that's really what it's like. I, I want to, feel and be super deep, super, you know, super present, super open to like everyone and everything that's like coming into my world. It's like, and I want to do that. And I don't want to have to feel like I, I need to prove myself yeah. in some way, shape or form. And like that, you know, the alpha stuff, it's like, okay, you know, cool, dude, like your muffler sounds really loud. I get it. Right. <laughs> like, awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I just like, I don't want to have to try. Yeah. Right? Like I want to be so good that I don't have to try. And I want other people to feel that. Yeah. Right? And I think that's kind of the biggest lesson that I've learned is like the men that I look up to. And I think most men, they're looking to be in relationships with other men where they don't have to prove something, where they don't have to be this caricature, where they don't have to be the guy that gets up at 5am and then does Wim Hof breathing and then does, you know, a cold shower and then runs a marathon before breakfast. Right. Like, I think they just want to be seen for who they are. And, and like, that's kind of, that's the biggest thing. Although yeah. all of those things are very good breathing. cold, Yeah. Yeah. All that shit's great for you and you should do it um, because it'll, it'll totally change your, your life. But it's like, I really think that it's like, you know, I think we're all looking to be just us and not have to like try. Right. Yeah. And, and be loved without having to try. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing I've learned from this journey. Yeah. What, what's, what's surprised you the most about the way that the platform um, is used or how it's evolved? Um, it's a good question, actually. Um, I, I think the thing that has surprised me the most is how willing, like how much, how willing guys are to share their stories with a group of total strangers. Right. And, and to me, that's indicative of like so many men just not having that outlet. And then all of a sudden they don't even get permission. They're just like, Oh, this is a space where I'm supposed to do this. You know what I mean? Like done, boom, sent. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, it's so pent up. There's so much, there's like, it, it's so buried that when like, you know, the opportunity presents itself, they're just like, blah, you know, it's just like all over the place and you get, paragraphs and stories and I get emails from people all the time you know we send out an email where you know I share my story and I get emails back from guys giving me their story it's like the thing that I guess the thing that surprised me most is just you know how how much the, you know something like this is needed in the world mm -hmm. right like that there, there that there's all of these guys who are walking around and, you know, we think that they're all good and, you know, maybe they're wearing a suit, maybe they're wearing like, you know, a hard hat, maybe they're in a police officer's uniform, uh, maybe they're just on, you know, maybe they're on the street, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like, I think really, it does not matter, like your, your background, your socioeconomic status, any of that kind of stuff. I think for so many men, they just want a place and a space where they can say, really, this is what's going on for me. And I don't feel like I'm okay. And then for somebody else to come be like, yeah, man, I get it. Mm. Yeah, right. Cool. And, and I think that's all they want. They just want to be like, yeah, I get it. And <laughs> I think for that, like, that's like, that's the unlock is, is just like being seen and felt into for being the hot mess that maybe they are at that moment <laughs> or being celebrated, like you said, for something that they've done that they are super proud of and they just want to share it with somebody. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing I've been surprised about. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you're right. I think just hearing, yeah, I hear you. Like just hearing that, like, man, I hear you. That must be hard. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, 
And to be, to, to not feel like you said, you know, really earlier in this conversation about to not feel like you have to solve someone's problem, you know, and that's, that's how, you know, oftentimes how men communicate is like, there's a problem. Oh, well, how here's, here's the solution for you. It's like, no, I just want to be heard. Like, I just want to, I just want somebody to hear that this is something that I'm going through and just acknowledge it, you know, because maybe they don't feel as comfortable sharing that, like with their spouse or coworkers or brothers or sisters, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, as we, as we take, uh, take this thing home, um, what, what's one thing, um, about Tether that, that we haven't covered that you think everybody should know? Um, I think we've covered most of it, honestly. Like I, I think you've done an incredible job, um, you know, guiding the conversation. I've, I've said everything that I could absolutely ever want to say, um, about Tether. And I think, you know, for, you know, for like any man, it's like, you know, whether it's Tether or, you know, something else, right. It's like, give yourself the gift of like, taking that first step, just like, put yourself in the ring, right? <laughs> like, you know, allow yourself to have that momentary lapse of judgment, <laughs> right? Like that goes against your better, your better judgment that says, this isn't going to be safe. And what I can, what, what I can assure you is, is that the right community, the right place, it is safe for you to open up. It is safe for you to share. Um, you know, struggling doesn't make you any less of a man. It just makes you human. Hmm. Well right? said. So yeah. um, uh, maybe I'll just kind of leave it at that. Yeah, that's good. So where can people find out more? Where can they follow you or, uh, or experience Tether for themselves? Yeah, uh, so you can go to www.tether.men. Um, that is uh, Mike Echo November. Yes, we took the, the .net, .men domain um, at Tether for Men uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and that's at T E T H R F O R M E N uh, on both those places. Um, and then obviously, like uh, they can find me on this podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, social media is the best place to follow us. Uh, download the the apps available. Uh, both on the Google Play Store and the Apple iOS Store. And uh, yeah, just, you know, come say hi. Um, you know, we, we'd love to, we'd love to have you. Awesome. So this is the last question. Uh, it's a fill in the blank question, specifically okay. designed to keep people. It's like Mad Libs, because I love Mad Libs. Kind of. Oh, we need a verb. Quick, give me a verb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a verb. Uh, run. Perfect. <laughs> the, I was uh... like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> I was like, Ooh, man, I hope this one's worth <laughs> <laughs> um, So this can be based on anything that you, it can be specific to Tether or your, sure. you know, your sort of general life purpose. Uh, and you can elaborate as much or as little as you like. Cool. Uh, please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. I got it. Um, everyone would benefit from knowing that the thing that you're looking for outside of yourself is really the thing that you're looking for from within. Beautiful. Awesome. Matt Zerker, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate it.